is he? What is he? What is he? Back in McMonigle here with you on the fan. You know what that means. Three hours. Three hours till 5 a.m. I'll be rocking with you. 877-337-6666. That's the number to call in. And we've made it. We've made it to Football Friday. Don't pay any attention to last night's football game. Hopefully, we'll have a good weekend. My God, let's not even. I I took the opportunity to sneak sneak in some extra sleep when the score. What was it? 40, 42 to nothing at the half. Forty nine nothing at one point. What an absolute embarrassment Thursday night football was. And and uh, Brandon Staley is going to be fired uh, too late, quite frankly. But my God, what a disaster of a football game. Hopefully, we have better in store for this week fifteen. I mean, and for you fantasy football guys, I mean, I, Eckler, I, I'm going against Palmer. I don't want to get into it. It was a rough Thursday night for me going in the uh, fantasy playoffs. But hopefully the New York Giants are actually on the road, right? I was listening to Evan today. He was giving all the statistics on whether or not if the teams win out and the Giants are a 90% chance to make the playoffs if they win out. Sure. All they got to do is beat the Eagles twice. No problem. You know why? Because we have Tommy DeVito. The story that never ends. The man we've all grown to know and love over the last few weeks. And this is really it. Right? This is the end of it. This is the end of it one way or another. This is the end of either Tommy DeVito as we know him. If they go into New Orleans and fall flat on their face and have a miserable game. And put an end to the stories. Put an end to this giant season once and for all. Or he steps up. He continues to play good football. The Giants win another game, and then it stops as well. Because you know what? The story then becomes this football team, this quarterback, and his ability to win football games as they look to head into a game against the uh, evil Philadelphia Eagles. All of it will stop one way or another. Because you know what? It's no longer fair. And I've been one who has yet to not, I'll be the first to admit, I've been talking about it all week. I haven't seen enough. I think some of the storylines that have come out of this is ridiculous. And he's already better than this one, already better than that one. He's going to lead the Giants to this. He's the quarterback next year. But I just want to enjoy the moment. That's that's what I want to do. It's And it's almost like if you don't embrace every aspect of this, and if you don't allow yourself to believe he could be the next Brock Purdy, then you're not enjoying the moment. Nonsense. I view it the other way. I don't want to. He doesn't have to be the next Brock Purdy for me to enjoy this. I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy all of it. I want to enjoy Peyton Manning making fun of his agent. I want to enjoy Big Tom, his dad, and family having a great time with this and tailgating in the parking lot and winning these football games and beating lousy teams. And I want to enjoy all of this. But one way or another, this is going to stop because no one's going to care about chicken cutlets heading into a week where now they've won four in a row and transformed their season. And the biggest villain in the history of the franchise is up next. No one's going to care that he lives at home. No one's going to care 
that he he eats his mother's cooking and she does his laundry, and no one's going to care that his agent was nicknamed Slimy or not nicknamed Slimy or whatever the case may be. The jokes will stop. The jokes haven't stopped yet. Did you see the story about the owners' meeting? I guess they had a meeting on the internet, the the international growth policy, and every single owner voted yes except for the Chicago Bears. George McCaskey, the Chicago Bears owner, apparently was the only one who voted no. And he was like, well, listen, I, 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 I want to grow the game, but ultimately my fans want to see these great quarterbacks come to our building, not go across the pond or wherever they're going to go. I, I want them to come into our building. I want the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen, the Tommy DeVitos in my building. And apparently it got a little bit of a laugh inside the room. That, I mean, that's he's such a big story. He's get, I mean, I had a caller yesterday say, you know, he's been made a joke of, and I disagreed. Well, the Bears are making jokes of him. The reaction to him has been a bit of a kind of a lightning rod thing. It's either we all believe it, and some of us have, or it's it's the joke of the NFL, and it's one of these guys who pop up, and we hear their story all the time. You know, look what's going on uh, with uh, Joshua Dobbs in, in Minnesota. He came to Minnesota. He got He played better. For the Cardinals, then we all thought. Then he goes to Minnesota. He plays great uh, in, on like a few days' notice. And we're, and we're talking about how he's an astronaut and how smart he is and how incredible he is and why the hell the Jets haven't traded for him. And all, on and on, he's the biggest story in the NFL. Everybody loves him. Everybody's wondering why the jerseys aren't already on the website. That's the biggest story in the NFL for a week. And then what happens? He's miserable. Now he's the third-string quarterback. And many people... And not necessarily me, who's been down on it. I don't think anyone real, really here who's following the Giants and watch what's going on. But many people throughout the NFL expect this story to go the same way. A non-drafted free agent who's had a couple of hot games against bad teams, but now he's got plays on tape, which you hear a lot. Now people have seen him. Now people know, okay, listen, he's going to tuck it down and run. He's got more athleticism than we thought. we got to be careful about that. Maybe put a spy on him. Oh, if you do this, you know, he likes to throw, he likes to do this. Oh, if he rolls, rolls to the right, make sure you there. All the tape that you have on him. And eventually, of course, this is not a great giant team. Waller's coming back has been cleared. That should add an element to it. But still, listen, this is a this is a five and eight giant team. This is an offense that really hasn't done much. This is an offense and a team that sure has won a couple games here once the schedule got easy, once the pressure was off, once the season was dead. Once bad teams are coming into their building, but now they're going to go into a place that's been a very difficult place to win against a solid but not great New Orleans team with a defense that's top third in the league, a defense that's top five against the pass, and this will either be the end or this is where he rises beyond the story. One way or another, Tommy Cutlets will die and Tommy DeVito will make a decision on where he stands on this team in its future plans and where they go next and whether or not we all get ready for a big-time game next week against Philadelphia that could determine both teams' seasons and where they're headed. Let's be honest. Philadelphia wants home games. Philadelphia, despite having a, a, a great record, despite winning 10 games so far this year, has not been nearly as good. And right now they are looking up at the Dallas Cowboys who have played better, who have been unstoppable in their building, and who are the talk of the NFL and whether or not this is the Cowboys' year. And so whether their life continues or whether the Eagles are playing home games in the playoffs could be determined next week with DeVito either done and it doesn't matter or DeVito rising above 
getting past the chicken cutlets, getting past the nonsense, getting past the noise, and starting to really emerge as someone where this isn't a joke. And this isn't something to laugh at or scoff at. This is a guy who's fit into a system with a coach, and I think that's such a huge part of this, with a coach whose best strength is developing these quarterbacks and getting the most out of them. And if you look at how he's improved over these handful of weeks and how certain things get better each game, where last week, taking all the sacks prior to that game, he what is, what's the number one thing he focuses on? Tucking the ball and running. Not taking sacks. Zero sacks. Zero picks. That's how you win football games in the NFL with a young quarterback. And this coach has transformed a guy in Josh Allen, who is an absolute superstar, who could, I think, is one of the best bets in the NFL right now, considering the odds to win MVP if they run the table, and they look like they're on the way to playing their best football of the year. I would not look past the Bills being the hottest team the rest of the way with the way Josh Allen is playing. But that's what this coach has done. He got the best out of Josh Allen. He got the best out of Daniel Jones. And he's getting the best out of a young kid who nobody saw coming who is one game away from either only being Tommy Cutlets or never being Tommy Cutlets again. That's the swing of this game for the young man, let alone the swing of the game for what this means for the team. Because six and eight, you're alive. And we can all laugh and, and scoff at the idea of beating the Eagles in Philadelphia. We all know how difficult it's been for this franchise. And while I don't think anyone would expect it, there'll probably be a touchdown or more underdog in the game. The fact of the matter is the season was 2-8 and eight and over. And this coach and this quarterback has now taken this team, brought it out of the fire, raised it from the dead. And we get ready for a game on Sunday where we can forget the idea of drafting a quarterback and, and forget the idea of whether or not it's right or wrong to lose the game. That's all gone. That's what they've avoided for us. That's what they have stopped. That's what I hated about this fan base, about this franchise, and hated about this team. That I was in a position, whether I'm right or wrong, whether you agree with me or not, there's a conversation on what's best for the team. And they put us there. They put us there yet again for the fifth time in the last six years about whether or not what's best for the team and draft pick and all that stuff. All it was there. You could disagree with it. The conversation was valid. It's no longer valid. That's what they saved us from. And hopefully they give us a Christmas where we're waiting for a game that means something again. But what the best thing about this is we've talked about it all week. I've enjoyed it. You've enjoyed it. We've taken calls. It's been fun. It's been endless. You guys, it, it doesn't matter. You guys, last night I did a five-hour show. I've been doing this for six months now. I've been doing shows for longer than that, but I've been doing the overnight for since July. I have never had a five-hour show that, if I wanted to, could have stuck on that one topic all five hours. You have been captivated by Tommy Cutlets. You have been enthralled in Tommy Cutlets. You are all in on Tommy DeVito, his story, the way he's played, and whether or not he's the future or what he can be. We've all been enthralled with it, and it's been fun. But I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the story. I'm tired of the fun part of it. I'm tired of the Italian hand gestures. I'm tired of whether you know him on social media doing you know food, uh, you know stuff with cuisine and, and talking about his favorite food and his father and his agent. I'm tired of all that. Now it's about winning, and it's about quarterback play, 
which is the lifeblood of winning in the NFL. And this is the game for me. Coming off a game against Green Bay where I fully admit Green Bay did not play well, but Green Bay was playing the best football of their season. And Love was playing the best football of his career. And they came in as a uh, six-point favorite into Giant Stadium, and Tommy DeVito stepped up and won a football game. And he made players like Wondell Robinson look the best they've looked in a Giants uniform. And a couple weeks ago, he made players like Jalen Hyatt look the best they've looked, even in a young career, in their Giant uniform. And now it's time to step up and take that next step. It's that it's the it's the the ladder of winning. You beat a couple of bad teams, fine. The next step, you beat a good team at home. Next step, you go on the road in a tough, loud building where there's going to be a lot of noise at the snap. He's going to have to go on silent counts a lot. He's going to be audibleing at the line. He's going to have to know what's going on. It's a defense that can come get you. It's a defense that's been good against the pass. It's a defense that can disguise things and make young quarterbacks throw picks. And now it's a team that's been focused on it, and he's not a laughing stock, and he's not just you know some obscure quarterback nobody's ever heard of. He's got plenty of tape. He's been playing for long enough. He's been playing winning football games. He just went out and beat a team that the Kansas City Chiefs couldn't beat and the Detroit Lions couldn't beat. And while you know the Chicago Bears owner might be making a quip about how he wants quarterbacks in the league, he's no joke. And I promise you the Saints aren't taking him as one. This is the game of record. This is where we draw the line of demarcation. This is where it's either what a fun story it was, and we'll always remember the second half of 2023 as the Tommy Cutlets era, and boy, did we have some fun when we thought the season was over, or this is where we found our quarterback. This is where things changed for the franchise. It could be that dramatic come Sunday. 877-337-6666. We'll get into the Jets and their game because you know what? There's a quarterback controversy there too. Will Zach Wilson, defending AFC Offensive Player of the Week, will he step up and play well enough where the Jets and Aaron Rodgers think it's worth it to bench him? That's the question. The Jets aren't in the same position the Giants are in. The Jets have the same record, but the AFC is better, and it's tougher to make the playoffs. But if they ever win this game and Zach Wilson beats the Dolphins, and this is a game that Aaron Rodgers is targeted, does he believe it's worth it? Do the Jets believe it's worth it? Is he that determined where it gives him enough of an excuse to go out there and prove his healing power? To go out there and prove the power of this new surgery. To go out there and say, look what I did at 40 years old when you all doubted me. And you know he wants to do it desperately. Does this give them the reason? And plus, let's go screw the Dolphins. Let's go ruin their chances. Let's go put a damper on this great story. They're the mid-season show on Hard Knocks on HBO The coach is one of these lovable idiots with these funny jokes at the press game, but he's an offensive genius. Hill is up there for MVP. Two is up there for MVP. They were going to cakewalk to a division title on a year where the uh, Bills couldn't get it together. Why don't you go stick it to them and then figure out whether or not you're going to actually see Aaron Rodgers this year. So it's actually quite an interesting Sunday with a a lot of questions to be asked, 
a lot of questions to be answered, and then the pathway for the rest of the year to be determined. What else could you ask for with two teams where we thought the season was dead? It's great. I couldn't be happier. 877-337-6666. We'll get into the baseball. Shohei Otani was obviously announced at Dodger Stadium as we wait for Yamamoto. And I'll tell you right now, I'm done with the Dodgers. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you on the fan. We'll be right back taking your phone calls all the way till 5 a.m.